Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. If I save one person from maybe giving their friend a plan of where they're at or maybe meeting somebody in a place that's public, then I've done my job. That's Representative Angela Romero talking about a dating app bill working its way through the Utah State Legislature. And to help us break all of that down, this is this is one of those crucial conversations. We we have to have this and we need to sort this out. And to help us do that, we're really pleased to have Amy Kobabe joining us, our colleague at KSL News Radio. Uh, Mrs. Hustle, as we call. <laughs> Mrs. <Miss. laughs> I'm making an I've announcement. Got, I know I've your parents are happy. two promotions there. Thank you. <laughs> Double promotion. Miss Hustle. We'll make it appropriate. So, Amy, give us some perspective in terms of what this bill is. Give us the origin story, and uh, then we'll start marching it through. I think it's a great origin story. Representative Romero says that she was actually approached by the Utah Attorney General's office to write something and put something into code that required some uh, some real strict rules for dating apps in Utah, and they've been working with her on doing that and fixing some things where they've seen gaps, and they've they've been really just inundated with cases. Yeah. Uh, we also have covered extensively, uh, there are lots of research projects happening at BYU. Uh, Dr. Valentin, who we've had on KSL many times, has found that about 14% of sexual assaults that happen in the state and are reported are from dating apps and people meeting for the first time and uh, and that that turning into an assault yeah. uh, and so those victims are obviously a big portion of people that are that are dating in Utah right now and so what this bill does is it tries to fill in some of those gaps first of all it requires dating apps to send notifications to make it very obvious so someone can't just skip through steps mm. on the best practices for safety. Things like warning a friend of where you're going, who you're going to be with, what time you're going to be there, and driving yourself to a public yeah. place. So not requiring you know, being in someone else's car when you haven't met them before. Yeah. Uh, things like that that are required. And also, if a dating app does... Uh, some sort of background check saying, here's where we do a background check. Here's where the gaps are in our background check. And here's how someone mm. could go around these if they have a criminal conviction. Yeah. And then if someone has been convicted of fraud in the past. So th- this has happened. We've seen it happen here in right. Utah where someone uh, meets someone online. They meet uh, sometimes dozens of, of usually women online, but it, it's not gender specific. And they convince them to send money. Yeah. And these people are out sometimes tens of thousands of dollars mm. of money uh, that, that sometimes their life savings and they never hear from that person again. And so if there is a criminal conviction against someone who is has been frauding people, they are banned from these websites, banned from dating apps, and also anyone else that has been communicating with that person is notified. And they're sent a notification of, hey, you've been speaking with John Doe, and this John Doe has has done this. Yeah. And so you are at risk of this. And it also requires apps to then uh, – it, it does a lot. So I'm, it feels like a list here. It's because it basically is – requires apps to give specific language on uh, if you have been a victim – uh, you're not at fault, it mm. says. 
Uh, so apps need to say that and yeah. to tell people that they're not at fault. Mm, that's important. And that they have options to receive help. Yeah. That they can go to police, that they can, that there are advocates for them to receive help, uh, no matter what the crime. If it's right. anything that's happened because of a dating app, whether it's an assault or whether it's fraud or something like this, that they have uh, it, it, kind of some empowerment there to to take control of the situation. So yeah. and requiring the apps to actually put that language there mm. and communicate that to all of the users. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's so important, and it is... Uh, it's so critical that we we look at really that spectrum from from assault, uh, sexual assault, physical assault, uh, to the fraud cases, which we we tend to talk less about, uh, but are also very prevalent uh, that we have to be to be watching out for. And uh, one of the questions that I'm wondering, obviously, we can try to do that in the state of Utah. So many of these apps are so national and sometimes even international. Uh, is are, are they working through what are the teeth to this, especially as it relates to these companies that, again, often are not just functioning within a state, but are really across the country and sometimes around the world? Yeah, there are some teeth in this bill as well. Uh, the the last section of this actually allows for if these apps are not holding up their end of the deal, if they're not doing what's required in this bill, they can actually be held accountable if something mm-hmm. happens to their users. So if someone is a victim and, uh, and, and their attorney can then prove, hey, they weren't notified of, you know, of a fraud case that happened prior to, you know, yeah. to them communicating with this person, even though there was evidence of it or things like that, they would owe money as part of a, a settlement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and obviously, you know, if those add up, that could add up to a lot of money. Right now, it's only $250 for each Utah member at the time of the violation. So every member of Utah that is it would be a victim there. Mm. Um, so that money would add up. And uh, Representative Romero says that this is just the first step. She's going to continue working on this, especially yeah. she said this summer she's she wants to get uh, more language written down. She also has been working with, you mentioned some of these apps are international. Yeah. The Match Group, they have dozens of apps. You've heard of Tinder, probably right. one of the most popular, well-known apps. They own Tinder and they have bought other apps like Bumble and and uh, plenty of fish and just yeah. name one <laughs> international as well in India and China and and throughout the world they have been working with Representative Romero on this yeah. and have been supportive of it and so the fact that you have some app developers on the kind of ground floor yeah. here shows that there's interest for them as well to to see this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and I, I'm not sure what they win out of it. Certainly, you don't want to be attached to something like sexual yeah. assault and fraud. Yeah. And so that's that's a win for them as well. But uh, but they will continue to work together is what Dr. Uh, Re- Representative Romero says. Yeah. And then just real quickly, um, Representative Romero has done the hard work and heavy lifting on this uh two sessions in a row now. Uh, And I know this is really just the beginning for her. Uh, But give us just a quick snapshot in terms of where are we in terms of this legislative session? Does it look like something will pass a piece of it? So it has it has passed in the House and the Senate just soared through a committee soared through both uh, houses in Utah and is now on the governor's desk. She says as soon as as he gets to signing, she expects he will sign this. Wonderful. And then it will go into effect actually at the start of the new year. So there's some time for these developers mm. to put this in place yeah. and enact these changes in their apps. So we could start seeing changes very soon if you use these apps. It could be you know coming in the next few months, but they are required to at least by January 1st of 2024. All right. Fantastic. Great reporting. As always, Amy Kobe joining us from KSL News Radio. This is an important subject. And I will just repeat, if you have been defrauded, if you have been assaulted or abused, uh, there are t- many resources out there. Those are all crucial things. There's hotlines uh, that you need to make sure you're tapping into. And don't try to go this alone. Reach out. Uh, and if you know someone who has experienced this on a dating app, we need to reach out. That's our responsibility as well. So we have to keep this crucial conversation going. Amy, thanks for walking that Thank through you. with us today. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at where things stand in Turkey in the midst of the deadly earthquake. Uh, stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.